A very warm welcome to Series 3 of Inspiring African Travel. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm James and with my wife, Julia, and our great friend, Stuart, we really want to thank you for joining our platform. In this podcast, we share stories from inspiring local people involved in tourism all around Africa. We've had women breaking gender barriers. In Series 2, we featured local heroes in tourism in Africa, people who've carved a successful career from humble beginnings through tourism. And we really want to bring you closer to your love for Africa through the interviews on our podcasts. So in our third series, we'll be interviewing local specialist guides from all across Southern and East Africa. By specialist guides, we aim to bring you people that have a tremendous amount of experience from out in the field. And we want to share their stories that are surely going to hook you in. It could be a particular animal that they're extremely passionate about and uh, that fascinates them. It might be a particular story or something poignant that they really want to share or anything that will really provide us with a bit of entertainment and also real in-depth understanding of what they do out there. A bit of fun, we'll all learn something and we've got some really interesting people right throughout this series. And yeah, we just want to really thank you for joining us and really hope you enjoy this series as much as we've enjoyed putting it together. Thanks a lot. Welcome, welcome everyone. It's episode one of series three. We are rolling and rolling. Well, for the first episode, it's a lovely chat with a professional guide by the name of Dutch. Dutch is a professional guide with African Bush Camps in Kwai. Uh, African Bush Camps is a, an amazing safari company um, from Zimbabwe originally, uh, but they have an amazing circuit throughout Zimbabwe, Zambia, uh, and in Botswana. And they invited uh, Jules and I to their stunning Kwai Ledwood Camp in the Kwai concession of the Okavango Delta in Botswana. It's just a few months old um, and set on this beautiful floodplain in Kwai, which is a famous concession, really prolific for uh, wild dogs, other predators, and just a beautiful area all in all. We hope you enjoy this great little chat with Dutch. He really is a, a lovely man, um, and he'll be sharing his complete and utter love for hyenas, spotted hyenas in particular. So do enjoy. And we will see you on the other side. So we've parked up here in a little forest of uh, feverberry trees and a few beautiful uh, leadwood trees. Um, just to get a away from a little bit of the wind. It's a nice hot winter's day. And uh, we've just spent two amazing days uh, at the brand new Kwai Leadwood. It's uh, African Bush Camp's camp. And uh, we're on our way back out of the camp. So we thought we'd park under a tree here and chat to legendary professional guide. Uh, well, Dutch is his name as he's commonly known in the field. Um, Dutch, what is your name as per the your ID or your passport? All right, my name is Bihelan Kasali. But everybody knows you as Dutch. As Dutch, yes. Okay, yeah. there's a story, um, I think, there, but we'll get on to that oh, in yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've just had two amazing days at... Uh, the brand new Kwai Ledwood. It's such a beautiful camp. And uh, wow, we ex explored every part of Kwai you can imagine. And uh, one thing that stood out that we saw quite a lot of was spotted hyena. Mm -hmm. 
And then you told us that the hyena is your favorite animal. Yeah. <laughs> Tell yeah, me why. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not that uh, it's by a coincidence. I just chosen to have a hyena as my favorite animal because of its lifestyle. So, and I've realized um, since my whole entire guiding that uh, in areas where there are no hyenas, they definitely no life. So uh, whenever you see the hyena around, there should be something. Mm. So the hyenas might be heard calling the whole night, then it's not for fun. It's either for their communication or to try and uh, maybe uh, intimidate uh, lions so that they can take over because they are known as, as scavengers. Yeah. So every time you see a um, um, every time you see a, a hyena, you get you get excited. Exactly. And you Do say you like that? something's going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. So because uh, you know uh, the hyenas, they don't have a bank account, and that that means uh, so they are not sure of what they will have uh, maybe this evening. So whenever you see them, definitely they might have had a message that uh, there's something somewhere. So you better follow. Eh? Yeah. Don't waste the time. Yeah, yeah. And then we spend quite a lot of time at the at the den. Um, which is obviously the den's been there for quite a few years. I mean, you've been guiding here for, well, on and off for many, many years. So that den, it was quite interesting because there was um, pups of multiple ages yes. hanging out together. What's yeah. the dynamics of the den? How does it work? Um, the thing is that uh, just like from the elephants, uh, um, you'll find that uh, the hyenas, they also have the matriarch, which is the leading um, female, uh, one of the biggest female in the in that clan and then with uh, some of the sisters and cousins. So now uh, this, uh, one of the reasons we've touched something that I loved, uh, when you said uh, 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 I spend most of my time around the den, is because I've, I've seen a lot of some amazing behavior around that den, uh, which I did not uh, see anyway, or like uh, when we were- The behavior of the, of, the, of the hyenas. Of the hyenas, yeah. So like, uh, if you read about the hyenas, it is said that only the, the matriarch breedy, but if you get to that den, you could see that uh, there are so many uh, pups around that area. So that means uh, some of the subordinates they they also breedy. Mm, and so the the small ones were like the small ones were black uh -huh. and furry. Yes. And then the bigger ones like kind of had their spots starting exactly, to appear. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when the hyenas are given birth, you find that uh, for the first few months up to three months they are completely black. So after th after three months or so, then they they, they start developing some spots. Around the body, and that's how we can age them. And so the female is always the biggest. She was huge. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Because uh, the females dominate the males. Mm. They're much bigger than the males. Uh -huh. And how deep does the hole can? Do you know how deep the like a hyena den can go down? So since I've never tri tried it, uh, but um, the fact that they use some advac, the abandoned advac barrels. You know, the Advac, Advac they, dig, they dig very uh, deep um, meandering burrows for se se security. Mm. And then uh, you will find that uh, at the same time, they also use the, uh, they share the burrows with the, uh, the porcupines. And then the porcupines, they make a very, very big uh, uh, holes, especially where they roost during the, during the day. So... Uh, when I was in Kalahari, I happened to visit the bushmen, mm. and uh, we went to the um, to the to the burrows of the um, the porcupines. We managed to crawl in there. Uh, right at the base, we can stand up. Right <laughs> at the base. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand up. What if I there think... was something inside the den when you were crawling inside? What would happen? 
So I, I was too scared because I expected <laughs> some some snakes, but then they said uh, that they there was a fat. They said it's like from the lion that we applied on our body. They said this. They said it's very very strong. Nothing can come and attack us. Wow. Yeah, that's what they said. So that's the the the, the local sand. That's the trick that they taught yes. you. Yeah. yeah. But what was the point of trying to go in there? Why were so, you doing it? Yeah, because this is the kind of experience that I wanted to, to know. Oh. Yeah, for sure, I always see um, um, porcupines disappear in the holes, mm. hyenas go in there. Then I, I wanted to know what has happened in there. And they said, yeah, it's quite easy. We mm. can crawl in there, you can see. Mm. Yeah, we went in there with some 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 mag lights and I saw exactly what is happening. And you could stand up inside. Exactly. And uh, funny oh, enough yeah. is that um, it's very clean. Mm. No, no poops in there. It's yeah. very clean, yeah. Amazing, amazing. And then, so when um, the hyena clan, is that the right word? Mm -hmm. yeah, clan. Yeah, yeah. So when the hyena clan are at the den, they looked quite relaxed. Yes. Like they were really, um, the pups were walking around. And um, she, the matriarch, yeah. she kind of put her head up every now and then again, put it down, yeah. put it up. So yeah. she was obviously looking for intruders or danger of something. But the pups, yeah. Super curious. They were like walking around everywhere, like no care in the world. At one point, this elephant came, yeah. and one of the one of the bigger <laughs> ones was like walking after it. Yeah. But the thing is that uh, it depends. Um, not only talking about this local den that we have here, but uh, is in every den that would be the behavior around that area. If it's an area where people always visit, it depends on how do people approach that area. So now with this one that we have here. We always try and make sure that um, we put some logs around that den site so that people did not go mm. right in, over yeah. the dens. And in so doing, we create environmental friendly around that area. And uh, as guides, we know what are the negative impact. Should we go closer to the den? That means we might uh, push them out. Mm. Now, all this behavior that we, 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 we apply around this den made them very, very relaxed. Uh -huh. So people... Uh, always behaving, they don't clap their hands, they don't bang the vehicles, they're always remaining seated in the vehicles, then they're quite friendly to the to the den. And, and they and obviously feel relaxed when the vehicles are there and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Yeah, with the, with the, with the matriarch, I mean, uh, looking around, uh, like we said earlier on, that it's scavengers, there's no time for free. Uh. So whenever they're at rest, they need to listen up. Oh, in case you know, there's an opportunity. They have to cock out their ears to listen around them if there's a sign of something dying over there because usually uh, when they hear the distress call of an, uh, an impala somewhere they expect of maybe a leopard is catching something or whatever then they have to quickly run there if they find something bigger or it's two lions that they cannot intimidate alone they need to give some of the, the laughing, be <laughs> laughing behavior to try and attract some more hyenas uh -huh. so that guys come let's Let's push them out, and then uh, eventually they can take out from the higher. So that female, if she had heard something like a distressed animal call, like a impala or something, would she have left those pups, or would she stay with them? What she could have done first, she she, she got up to try and uh, get the right information, and then mm. from there she will mob the pups so that they don't follow her. Because if she uh -huh. don't do that, they might trace follow. and they get lost, or they maybe. Uh, wild dogs or other hyenas find them out, out there and kill them. So she will make sure that she leaves them around there. The, so she would have the, chased the, them all around to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put Some, them in the hole or just not necessarily that she has to put them in the. As ah. long as they are just around there, and she will give them those warning ah. not to follow her, ah. and then before she can leave. Awesome. Yeah. And if a what if a if a lion um, was to come just sniffing around the den and started to come close, what would happen in that circumstance? 
Yeah, so what will happen, uh, the, those tunnels, they are not like uh, one burrow from here to, in, to the other side. There are some tunnels uh, which they use as some of the escape routes. But uh, lions and leopards, which will be the main predators, they are not really uh, very good at digging for a long time. Mm. So they try and dig them out, but at some point they'll be tired and they'll give up. Mm. So, but uh, if uh, by a mistake one of the pups managed to use one of the very shorter, smaller barrels, they definitely get it out and kill it. Wow. Yeah, like uh, two years back, uh, we, ha we have a very big male leopard around that area. Mm. He kept going there, stalking those pups, pick oh. them, we see him up on the tree there. So then, and I think uh, that's why um, at some point those hyenas they moved a bit for some some, some months, uh -huh. and they recently came back wow. again. Yeah, probably okay. it was because of that. But she would try and I mean, at least that she's such a big, strong um, female. She would try and fight off anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If 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 it happens that uh, the lion or the the leopard comes while the one of the hyenas are there, they'll definitely try and defend the. The, the the pups and yeah. then they'll they'll quickly make a lot of noise so that to attract some of the hyenas who are like hiding somewhere around that area to come and help uh -huh. yeah uh -huh. so because in that that clan they, they don't necessarily have to stay there because otherwise they will starve mm -hmm. they need mm -hmm. to come only when they settle their young ones and they have to go back into the bush to look for whatever they can find mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean there are a lot of I don't know as much about hyenas as you do, but I know there's some fascinating facts about yeah. them because they're such, they're such unique animals. And obviously they get this reputation. I don't know if it's from the Lion King or whatever it is, mm -hmm. uh, but they, they're, they're like the enemies and they're bad and they, you know, but they, um, they are incredibly important in the food chain here. Definitely, right? Yeah. But what is your, what is, you know, when you're with guests and you really want to amaze them about some fact about a hyena, what do you, what do you, what's your favorite fact? Yeah, f first I would like people to know that uh, this, these stories of hyenas are just scavengers, hyenas scavengers, we are wasting our time, that's yeah. old school. Hyenas are the most successful hunters uh, today as we speak, because uh, they don't depend uh, only on uh, following these wild dogs, leopards to steal from them, they hunt for themselves. Um, I'll tell you, uh, in areas where we have a um, lot of hyenas, like in Savuti, you find that sometimes hyenas are right at the top of the predator hierarchy over the, uh, over the lions. Mm. They can overpower the, the lions, take over, and uh, sometimes they can group themselves, they can chase wild beasts just like wild dogs and kill for themselves. Yeah. 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 So then, uh, whenever uh, when I uh, talk about the hyenas, you can't stop me because, uh, you know, this is the most amazing, most amazing animal, you know. They eat almost everything that they'll find uh, they'll f from the insects, frogs, uh, you know, things that the leopard did not manage to work out, like uh, the, the, the pelvis bones, they can crush because they've got those tough teeth, you know, yeah. and uh, the fact that they've got that very strong stomach acid that can digest all those bones, you know. Uh, like uh, earlier on when we were driving in, did you see uh, the white droppings of yeah, the hyena? Yeah, they yeah. just pooped like three days back. Already they are turning into a whitish color. Amazing. So there would have yeah. been bones and Definitely. all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. And then it's, it's very easy to differentiate the, the, the hyena droppings from the other, from the leopard and the lion because, mm. you know, they cannot digest fat. Mm. But the hyena will work it out. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So your challenge every time you're with guests, whoever, whatever they say about hyenas, you'll, you'll tell them that like, yeah, this yeah, is a cool yeah, animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, uh, um, um, 
when I when I would say ah this morning I had a very successful game drive is when I've seen the hyenas because <laughs> you know, there's always a lot of results of, yeah, yeah, yeah. after following the hyenas. You know, you know their movement is not for fun every time. So yeah, uh, yeah, there's something. There's always an objective. Yeah, yeah. So if you follow the hyena. Oh, we'll definitely find something out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember when we were watching them at last night, <laughs> coming back from running, running. <laughs> yes. And you, yeah. you, you like, what's what's she up to? Where is he going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. Well, Dutch, you're a you're a you're a, you're you you are what I would describe as a proper guide. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> like we were out there, Julie and I. We were, you know, the thing is what I love about you is you like you you want to spend as much time in out the in the bush uh -huh, with your yes, guests yes, as possible. Yeah, 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 you know, exactly, it's not about. Yeah. Coming back for brunch yeah. or high tea? Mm -hmm. No, 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 yeah, no, no, no. What's out there yeah. to explore and discover yeah, is what you is want. What I see in the bush, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And um, Dutch, it's not a typical Setswana name. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, what's the? Um, tell us what's the what's the story behind Dutch? Oh, it's a long yeah, one, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. When we when the this tourism industry was growing up, especially in the local communities. These are the times when life was life was a bit tougher, and um, find that there was a bit of uh, competition between human life with wildlife. And this is now when the government decided to help, and uh, at the same time trying to promote conservation. Mm. So then uh, he needs he needed to come with a very serious strategy because you can't just go into the into the bush people and tell them what to do, what not to do, because then for them it's like an insult. You need to come with a very good strategy so that they understand exactly what you are doing. And then when you talk to them, when you address them, you need to have a strategy also, because if you have elders who do not understand English, they haven't seen maybe white people like nowadays, mm. and now you send them to them to go talk to them about conservation. They will not even allow them to get into their house to talk to them so then uh these are the in early times when i was still a young boy yes what i was doing was only to play soccer in the afternoon times then go wait for what my mom has prepared then eat and sleep so then until when these boys they came into the village to try and uh do some interviews uh this this guy marcel he came from holland to do the research about uh politics in tourism so then uh then uh, he wanted me to go help him to talk to the elders because I can speak a bit of English and then uh, also that I understand the people in the community's culture. Mm -hmm. So if they don't like an interview, I'll tell him that, you know what? Back away. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So then uh, it helped me a lot. And now uh, when he came his parents, then uh, the father did not, uh, probably was telling them a lot about me when they were back home there. And then uh, uh, my name was very difficult to his father to call be along is too much. Be along. Be along. That's a lot of work. Yeah. You need to have a very tough tongue, a lot of food, um, energy before you can call my name. <laughs> and then uh, they just. just uh, uh, he's Dutch. the Dutch. Yeah. He's the Dutch boy. <laughs> yeah. Then I remember when we went to Namibia with this guy, uh, I was always addressed as Dutch. And then coming back for me to start calling myself a lot of names, I could see it's waste of time. <laughs> and uh, I had to remain Dutch. But uh, yeah, when we are talking business, uh, I'm Dutch. Dutch, <laughs> Dutch. Yeah, so if you come to Kwai and you and you hear about this guide called Dutch, this is Dutch. Yes, and that's why it's called Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's awesome. 
Thanks yeah. very much, and thanks for the last few days. Honestly, thanks, thanks uh, yeah. proper good fun. Um, yeah. We've explored so exactly. much, and yeah. uh, I really also enjoyed. want to appreciate um, you guys' effort. Um, I mean, your enthusiasm, your energy into the bush, because uh, this is what motivates the guide mm. at the same time. So I have the guests who are not showing any interest into the bush. Then that means I'm makes your job harder. Eh? Exactly, mm. because uh, you know I don't go extra mile because uh, you know. Mm. We still battle with uh, very good interpersonal skills, understanding mm. our guest. But now, if you meet me halfway, it makes my job to be very, very easy. Because mm. mm. now I know I'm delivering this kind of service to someone who mm. appreciates it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you come to Quile, it would make sure you request Dutch. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, he, if, you, if you can, I'm sure he's in high demand. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, welcome. Thank you.